All right, I'm gonna go back to my set. <laughs> anyway, um, that's intense. I think my thoughts are just projecting on the board now. <laughs> Not good. Not good at all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get shot soon. Uh, but anyway, fuck. Damn, this is tough. This is like a thing. <laughs> Holy shit. Looks like every black guy ever. <laughs> this is not true. You saying that because of my shirt right now? Like, every teacher was like, it's nice you have you on your shirt, Mike. <laughs> this is fucking Snoop Dogg, everybody. This is, I look nothing like that at all. But anyway, shit, all right, back, back to my joke. Uh, fucking, man, I lost track. Like, this is, like, this is the best day ever. House 3.5. I get like house party. Is that was that the joke? Because of my hair? For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So SF State admitted 9,000 new freshmen this year. Like it sounds like a good idea for like money wise, but my personal shit spot is gone. Like I used to shit in the same bathroom in the same hallway every day at 3:45 p.m. and now. I can't shit there anymore, it's rough. How do you admit 9,000 people into an institution without interviewing them? They could be murderers, or even worse, Chinese people. <laughs> Lord knows we have so many Chinese people in San Francisco. There are more Chinese people in San Francisco than there are blades of grass. <laughs> Serious. But I think, I don't know, it's because the women are so beautiful, like I understand. Chinese people have the best pussy, think about it. Chinese pussy is so good that they have a population problem. <laughs> it's too good. That's how it is. I, I talk to my dad about this shit sometimes, man. Like, ah, my dad talks about pussy. Like, ah, he's just, he's just way cooler than I was at, that I am at 20. Like, he always says, like, man, Mike, back when I was 20, I was getting more pussy than pancakes. <laughs> then pan, you know how easy it is to get a pancake right now? You can go to Denny's at any time of day. That's how easy it was for my dad to get pussy. I don't know what I'm gonna tell my son. Like, shit, Mike. I'll be, I'll name my son Mike, yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> shit, Mike. <laughs> Man, back when I was 20, I jacked off so much, I couldn't get hard during actual sex. I was getting rid of that old flaccid dick. She take one good look at my dick and then leave. It's fucked up. But thank God for fingering though, right? I was, in high school, I was the Malcolm X of fingering. And whoever brought leggings back into style was my nation of Islam. Cause think about what leggings are in 2015. Leggings are the new miniskirt. They highlight the ass, it's easy access to vagina. And when girls are wearing them in cold weather, they're just looking for some dick. It's jokes like that is why, like, if you look up the word friend zone in the dictionary, this face pops up, like, instantly. It's kind of, even that wasn't funny, this is great. Um, <laughs> no, but I think it's the way I kind of think, like, I'm, I'm a very dirty-minded guy. It gets really bad, like, for, in every guy group of friends, there's always, like, a music guy and guys who know a lot about cars, and, like, guys who know about music in general and cooking and shit. Like, I'm the porn guy, that that's, if there was a final, if there was like a fantasy draft of porn stars, I would wreck shit every year. It would be great for me. It would be fantastic. But it's not like that, unfortunately. Like, when I see like the finest girl in the world, like, I never have like clean thoughts like, oh, hey, I'll take her on a date. Or she looks like 
a good wife material. Like my first thought is, I would break her leg with my dick. Oh my God, she is fine. And every guy in here is like guilty of like really bad thoughts. Like think about it. the finest girl could be walking past a group of guys and everybody's first thought is, I would fuck the shit out of that girl, right? A crazy phrase. That girl is so beautiful that I would fuck her until poo comes out. That's ridiculous. Lumbercock. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate the compliment. But, um, but yeah, I just, I think girls, there's no way girls talk about themselves that way, right? In terms of sex, right? Not at all. Not like, hey girl. Yeah, girl, I got a shit right now. I think I'm going to Mike's house and get this shit fucked out of me tonight. No? Hey, girl. Yeah, I had Mike over last night. Yeah, I told him to come in a bucket and then pour it on me when I'm asleep. Yeah. I've never done that before, by the way. I've never done that. Like, don't worry. That's not, it's not a thing that I do. But I feel like there's not, like... I don't know, the only way you can really say that nowadays is in song. I would fuck Mike until Boo comes out. <laughs> Thank you. I see my dad's in the audience. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, it seems like the only way <laughs> that you can say fucked up shit like that is in song. You've heard that song on the radio lately, right? You've heard that song that goes, I would decorate your face with about a bucket's worth of my semen. I want to fuck the shit out of you, girl. Yes, fucking you until you go, poo girl. <laughs> I want to break your leg with... <laughs> I want to break your leg with my cock. Leaving your clitoris in shock. Mm, I want to dick you down, girl. Dick you down, girl. I love to dick you down tonight. Mm. We've all heard that song. It's by Neo or somebody like that, right? It's it's a pretty pretty popular song. <laughs> um, fucking shit, dude. This is. <laughs> I love this heckler shit. Yo, Mike, let's start band right now. I am down, man. It's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of jokes like this. Tell you right now. My friends have heard me freestyle rap, and it's just cock and balls, like, left and right. It's bad, and I'm not even gay, so it's like, that's like questionable in my head that I'm always thinking that shit, though, right? I don't know. No, but, um, I was gonna say. Now, the last time I took a girl to a show before, before she friend-zoned me, um, was this Aesop Ferg show. For those, clap if you know who Aesop Ferg is, right? For those that don't know who he is, he has this beautiful song called Dump Dump, and the chorus goes, I fucked your bitch, nigga. I fucked your bitch. I fucked your bitch, nigga. I fucked your bitch. Oh, she sucked my dick, nigga. She sucked my dick. Yeah. She sucked my dick, nigga. She sucked my dick. That song is just as fun to see live as you think it is. <laughs> People were jumping around and shit. People's bitches were getting fucked on stage. It was a hell of a time. It was great. Man. <laughs> <laughs> is Gucci back in jail? Is that a thing? Is he, he's in jail right now? Gucci's always in jail. It's like Gucci and Shook Knight. They're just in jail like all the time. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, after that song went on, like, 
couple of ASAP Ferg's like boys came off stage and were talking to us. And they were just like, hey, man, like how, like, how would you guys like to come backstage and visit ASAP Ferg? And I'm down. I'm leaving my girl. We're like, yeah, let's do it. And then the guy was like, no, not you, but your girl can come. <laughs> I instantly didn't like that song anymore. <laughs> I was like, please don't fuck my bitch, Ferg. You're not even, you're not even real hip-hop, Ferg. A tribe called Quest would never fuck my bitch. <laughs> it's not what they're thinking at all. But what I love about hip-hop, I'm going to hurry up because I have one minute left, is how it started off with poetry. Rappers like N.W.A. and like angry, just rappers that need to get shit off their chest. Old white people hear hip hop and they're like, that's just angry, angry Negro music. <laughs> but to everybody else who's really giving it a listen, they're just like, hey, you know, they're really saying some shit even though they're really angry. Like, I fucked, I fucked your bitch, that's poetry. <laughs> there was a bitch that wasn't his, so he fucked her. They made it in a song. Actually, I have a poem tonight. Is it cool if I, if I recite a poem for you guys tonight? Is that cool? Yeah. All right. It's this poem I like to call, uh, I'd blow him. Aw, thanks, Natalie. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing. No, this is a poem I like to call uh, Donald Trump. <clears throat> okay. Ooh, Donald Trump, I hope you fall in love, Donald Trump. I hope you fall in love with the beautiful woman, the most beautiful woman you've ever met, Donald Trump. And I hope she is the moon to your stars, to your wife, to your water. Donald Trump, and I hope one day you and her get married, Donald Trump, and I hope you and this beautiful woman of yours have a daughter, Donald Trump, yeah, and I hope you love that daughter more than you love anything else in the world, more than you love yourself, Donald Trump, and I hope one day you and that girl when she is four years old are walking through a park, Donald Trump, and I'm going to pop out and beat the shit out of you, Donald Trump, <laughs> kick the fuck out of you right in front of your daughter, and I'm going to scream in her face and be like, this is all your fault! You could have prevented this! Grow up and become a whore! <laughs> Who only fucks people of color? <laughs> My name is Mike, y'all. Have a good night. Hey, give it up! Mike Evans, yes! Doing so well. Yeah, Mike, Mike actually uh, wrote the theme song for Cox and Love, and that was it right there that he sang on stage, yeah. No, give it up one more time for him. Come on, guys. Yes, yes, that was a good set. And keep that energy going for your next comic, the very funny Mr. David Neymar. Woo. Uh, I love white women. Thank you, thank you. No, okay. I do, and white women kind of like me too, man. And it's kind of nice. Uh, and I always wonder why they date me. And I found out they date me because I'm a stepping stone before they go to black men. <laughs> like a lot of white women will date me because they're afraid to get full on jungle fever. So they get like a desert E. coli first. You know what I'm saying? Like that. It's a very, nothing. Okay. What else is going on? I, I am brown, if you guys haven't noticed. It's cool. You guys remember my name? Okay, good. Double checking. I like to ask these people are paying attention. I asked this like a week ago in a show and someone yelled out Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, and I was offended, right? I was like, why would you say that? And the guy looks at me and goes, well, buddy, I didn't know your name and Muhammad's the most common name in the world. So because of probability, I'm going to assume your name's Muhammad. <laughs> and I'm like, this is one smart racist. <laughs> and my middle name's Muhammad. It's fucked up. It was spot on. <laughs> What did it say? 
<laughs> That's my crew. Thank you. How do you, you don't look Pakistani? Not incorrect. I thought you guys would be better than that. All right. What's going on? Jews, right? What's the, no. Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, I like smoking weed. Anybody else? All right, it's one of those crowds, cool. I'm super lightweight, so smoke me out. No, I'm super lightweight, but I get really high and sensitive to things. Like recently I got so high that I baked gingerbread men, right? But I dressed them up like little Hitlers. So like when you put them in the oven, you think they kind of deserved it, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's anti-Hitler, guys. We should all be laughing. That's. Nah, I, uh, I was watching Little Mermaid recently, because uh, I'm a grown man who smokes weed. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what is it? Roll the Dutch. All right, anyways. I, uh, Little Mermaid, guys, such a good movie. It's so deep, you know? The only, deep, that's, anyways. That's such a good movie. I'm just kind of mad that they made Ariel white, right? This is bullshit, guys. Because let's break it down. In Latin, the word mer, means ocean or sea, right? And made means Mexican. <laughs> All right, so she's a Mexican of the sea, guys, you know? It's not Ariel or Ariel, you know what I'm saying? Ariola. That's good. Did you get anything good up here? <laughs> Do I brush my beard with a fork? Got nothing clever. Moving on. Uh, I think we should legalize the Mexicans. <laughs> Trump supporters in here, huh? Is that what's going on? <laughs> no, I think we should legalize all of the Mexicans, right? And people are like, David, that's not practical. We can't just legalize all the Mexicans. I'm like, all right. Maybe we should decriminalize the Mexicans like we did weed, right? <laughs> this way you can have like one or two for personal use. <laughs> you just can't have a van full to intend to distribute, yeah? The fuck? Like that was that? <laughs> what the fuck is? Ah, <laughs> uh, what else is going on? I uh, I feel like I'm a. Give me a good one, guys. Go go look at your phones right now and say something fucked up to me. <laughs> I feel like I did. They've <laughs> that works. Thank you, Gay Robo Jesus. Is uh, I'd listen to them, you know what I'm saying? That's no, not a band. All right, <laughs> riffing is not working for me. I'm just gonna stick to jokes. What else is going on? I um, not <laughs> even Mexican, like that. <laughs> Literally, my entire act. <laughs> I get it. I uh, it's not always about race, right? It's always about race. Cool. Sometimes about race. Like, growing up, a whole bunch of kids in my neighborhood. We got another one? What the fuck? <laughs> That's fucking clever, dude. That got me good. Where's your chin? Okay. I just, That's very hurtful. I'll keep my chin up. It's always about race. It is sometimes. I don't know. Like, growing up, a whole bunch of kids in my neighborhood, they got red spray paint. Fucking A, again? What are we? <laughs> that's Vince. I know that's Vince. I appreciate that one. So it's not always about race, guys. 
Sometimes it's about race, clearly. Holy shit, dude. Who that snoring? Okay. I think I think that killed it. I think we're good. Uh, it's not always about race, guys. Like growing up, a whole bunch of kids in my neighborhood, they got red spray paint and they sprayed all over my family's garage, right? That said, fuck you, raghead. And it's like a six and a nine. And my family's like, oh my gosh, it's a terrible neighborhood. These kids hate us. We have to move. These kids are racist. Uh, what my family didn't know was, was that raghead69 is my gamer tag. <laughs> These kids are racist. <laughs> All of my family. That's creepy. What is that one? Ragster. <laughs> That's funny. That is, I'm writing that down and keeping that. So I appreciate that. Rags to riches. Anyways, <laughs> what else is going on? I'm glad you guys laughed at that joke. A lot of people are afraid to laugh at the, the stuff about ragheads. But that's why I love the barrier. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're really PC. You know what I'm saying? It's too much now. Like, like I was at work and I heard some coworkers talking. And they're like, these fucking terrorists. I fucking hate them. Hope they all die. Hope they all burn in hell. All right? And then another coworker, Chelsea, bless her heart, goes over to them and goes, guys, not cool. David's right there. <laughs> like, that's more hurtful than what they were saying. <laughs> you got anything? <laughs> Bust out the box cutter. <laughs> it's funny. That's offensive, guys. Not cool. <laughs> it's all good. I, I should wrote more black jokes, dude. I fucked up. Oh. All brown lives matter, guys. It's not a thing. Fuck, none of the riffs work. <laughs> Everybody looks over here. <laughs> I guess I'm just a brown dude. That's cool. No big deal. Don't worry. You guys hurt my feelings. I'm going to go in the bathroom. and Nah. Um, I like tattoos. Any ladies have tattoos in here? One lady has a tattoo. Yeah? What do you have, Pam? What, you have a microphone? So some meaningful tattoos, gotcha. Just <laughs> cookie and bacon, just. I love tattoos. I find them very attractive on women. Um, there's one tattoo that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, those rest in peace tattoos, right? Because like, I know you want to remember the person. It's supposed to be meaningful, but it's played out. You know what I'm saying? And be careful where you get it. Like, look, I hooked up with this girl a while ago, and she had a tattoo that said, rest in peace, James, in the year he was born and died on her wrist. And I don't know if you guys ever got a hand job from a tombstone before. <laughs> but it is not sexy, guys. <laughs> not sexy. This is gone. I've been, in a, I've been in a lot of relationships, like two. And, <laughs> and there's one thing uh, I've noticed, that there's always gray areas in relationships, right? That no one ever talks about until right now. So I'm going to say some things, right? It's a game I created. It's called Cheating Not Cheating. Really, bro? <laughs> nah, <laughs> she got a little upset over that. None of that shit, but that upset me? No. But uh, it's a game called Cheating Not Cheating. It's very simple. I'm going to say some things. You guys help me assess if it's cheating or not. You guys think you can do that? Seriously, come on. You guys think you can do that? Yeah. All right. All right. Masturbation. Cheating, not cheating. Great, great. Masturbating to porn. Cheating, not cheating. Also great, this guy's quick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Blowjobs. Not cheating, blowjobs. <laughs> and the room is split, what happened, guys, like that? 
Every time, guys. Every time. And there's always someone's like, giving or receiving? No, it's cheating. <laughs> Either way, guys, it is cheating. Anything? Six-way orgy. Not cheating, actually. All right, it's been all my time, guys. Let's keep it going for your host. Give it up for David one more time, guys. Yes. Oh, having a great time, moving right along. I'm glad you guys are getting into the spirit of all this. Uh, you guys still having a good time? Yeah? Does anybody need more alcohol, or are you all good right now? Okay, so no one needs more alcohol. All right, we're good. Although your tepid response would make me think you probably do need more alcohol. But regardless, uh, the next comic is a very funny lady. She actually runs a show uh, once every Friday and a whole bunch of other shows throughout the week here at Mutiny Radio. Come check out Comedy Clubhouse uh, at 8 p.m. on Friday night. And give it up for Pam Benjamin. Keep it going for Bo Troxclair and this amazing idea. This is amazing. This is so much fun with all of the things that you're going to write about me, and yay. Uh, I'm uh, used to, well, uh, I'm a nanny. I'm used to taking a lot of shit, uh, obviously. I, I touch a lot of poo because I deal with small children. Uh, and I, I live in the Tenderloin, which has a lot of poo in it. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, I hang out with this one four-year-old, and we were walking down the street, and we play this really great game called Man or Beast. And we look down, and I go, Man or Beast, Man or Beast. Uh, and what I learned from a four-year-old is that when it's up against a wall, it's always man. <laughs> and I was so proud that she knew physics at such a young age. I was like, wow, smart little bitch. It's good. <laughs> walking around the tenderloin. I'm a good nanny, you guys. I promise you, I am a good nanny. Uh, I do this new thing every day because uh, the people that I nanny for are on Knob Hill, so I have to walk uphill both ways with the nanny carrot. Uh, it's called Nanny Core 2.0. Yeah! Keep the core tight! Feeling good! Pushing up, mixing up the hands, right? To use the other muscles, like doing the trapezoids. No bye-bye arms for this bitch. No way! 40 years old! Oh! Is that your kid? No, I'm doing Nanny Core! What? Wow! Nanny core is a special diet. You're only allowed to eat half of what the kid like doesn't eat. So a lot of half a cheese sticks, like seven strawberries sometimes, like half a hot dog. Orange tights are awesome. Yeah, uh, so I haven't done laundry in a long time. And uh, I didn't have any jeans clean, which means I have to start wearing intergalactic cheerleader outfits or whatever the fuck is in my thing. Also, people ask me today, they're like, why don't you just wear the dress? Why don't you, uh, why do you got to cover up the legs? And I ride the bus, okay? It was 15 degrees hotter on the bus today, and I don't want the back of my legs touching anything. It's like the, when you sit in a short skirt like that, your twat basically touches everything, all right? So I'm trying to protect the twat with layers of material. I don't know why people are asking me these kinds of questions. Yeah, no baby out of this uterus. I was actually thinking about when I finally went through menopause of getting a tattoo of a, of a, a tiny uh, dead baby kitten fetus. Not, not a, it's cuter, not like a dead baby. That's weird, but like a dead baby kitten, right? Like with the skeletons and the thing, and like I have incubated a tiny kitten. I think that's cute, I'm a weird person. Uh, yeah, I teach, it's Nanny Core 2.0, wow! Lupita Consuela, keep up the pace. I'm like totally working with all the ladies. Let's do it, to the top of the hill. Keep it up, keep it up. Uh, the best thing about Nanny Core 2.0 is that uh, after you've been working out for 20 minutes, you start burning fat. 
And uh, if you burn fat, you burn THC. So I am a good nanny. I don't smoke pot before my nanny job. <laughs> I do it in the middle. What? Nanny, come on, doing it. Top of the hill. Wow, parrots talking to a hummingbird. Yeah! Hanging with a baby. <laughs> planking, planking on the child slide. It's fun stuff. <laughs> do, do you have any? I actually was married to a black dude for like 13 years, so that was cool. Uh, the thing I learned about black dudes is they really don't like to eat pussy. It's absolutely true. It's not a stereotype. <laughs> it was 13 years of no pussy eating. Uh, <laughs> New York. <laughs> Dead kittens are cute. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I could go into my... Oh, wow. Wow, dead. Wow, you guys are getting crazy now. Uh, I don't know how to answer. I love cats, though. Uh, he is a black guy. He says he does it. I believe... I think it's, it's more of an SFSU students eat pussy. It's, it, it supersedes race, I think, is what happens here. Uh, so, nanny core. I, am a, I promise you guys, I'm a really... I'm a really good nanny. So uh, when these two children, two six-year-olds, tied me up to a desk chair in a yarn and put tape over my mouth, I went with it because I like to foster creative play, right? You know. Uh, and they, they took this laser pointer to my wrist, and they were like, "I'm cutting off your wrist." It's like ah, ah fostering creative play. Oh, hurts. Put the laser laser pointer to my foot. I'm freezing your foot. Like oh. Fostering creative play. Uh, to my chest. I'm breaking your heart. Daria, you need to stop, okay? <laughs> Society has broken my heart. You guys are playing a game called police state of your own volition. <laughs> I don't even know what I did. Why am I tied up to the desk chair? And they, they put their little six-year-old heads together and they're like, pss, 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 pss. you stole a laptop. Oh my God, you're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? What kind of fucking Islamic police state is this? I didn't say fucking because I'm a good nanny. And then they looked me dead in the eye and said, if you were black, we would have shot you. And I was like, oh my God, police state. It's not me, you guys, it's society. Uh, Barrier boys love pussy. I are pa Rip Pato, who's Pato? Uh, Dario, yeah, Dar it's Daria. It's like Daria. Like these are like these are like grown-up hipsters, like 46-year-old people that had a child and they decided to name her Daria. Uh, she's she's a really great little kid though, uh, but she did tie me up to a desk chair, so fuck that little bitch, right? Uh, no, I foster creative play. It's okay. Mm. So I said, uh, society is fucked up, you guys. I'm gonna read you a book. Remember reading? Do we all remember reading? Love reading books. So I started uh, reading them Gulliver's Travels which was really great, and they got pretty into it. And I started getting kind of into it because uh, I got to the part where Gulliver is tied up on the beach by hundreds of tiny little men. And I got a little excited, and I started to think, like, what if I was Gulliver? What if I was tied up on the beach by hundreds of tiny little men? And then, like, some of them started, like, wheeling up little carts and feeding me strawberries, and I'd be like, mm -hmm. and And then if, like, 10 or 12 of them got together and they did this great new Cirque du Soleil trick where they became, like, the tiniest, biggest dildo ever, and then, I don't know, I don't know how to make a rape finish fantasy look. Gangbang. Cute. It's a Lilliputian gangbang, you guys. It's darling. It's just they're so cute. It's an exciting moment in my nannying career. Uh, how to catch a predator. Yeah, let's, let's go to that. So I am a good nanny, you guys, I swear. So when you're having sex on top of a baby, 
<laughs> it is not pedophilia, all right? Uh, because you're looking at the baby, making eye contact. That's good nannying. Uh, you can do a little nanny core. You can do some push-ups down there. You can give the baby a little kiss. Just a little put some push-ups. You're getting banged from behind. The baby can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway, so what are we really worried about, right? I mean, come on. It's no big deal. And, and just because the nanny's first words are, uh-uh, doesn't make me a bad nanny. Makes me a bad nanny. Uh, yeah, I'm, a ter- I'm not a terrible nanny. I'm a good nanny. I promise you guys. Uh, nanny miss anal cocaine. I don't do coke anymore because I'm too old. I'm almost 41 years old and I can't do coke anymore because it makes me think that I'm too good of a person. <laughs> and I just can't handle all of that like positive affirmation. I'm a self-deprecating kind of comedian. I just can't handle feeling really good about myself because it just makes me into an asshole. I'm just a dick to everyone because I think that I'm... Oh, yeah. All right. We could talk about my hemorrhoids. I don't uh, like getting banged from behind. People ask me all the time, oh, you're 40 years old. What's your least favorite body part? That's a weird question to ask an older woman. But all right, I'll go with it. It's not my bye-bye arms. Feel pretty good about the nanny cord, keeping it tight. Uh, But the thing that I don't like uh, is my butthole. Uh, It kind of looks like a bunch of uh, worms trying to escape a hungry robin. It's, it's, like, it's like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> meaty. It's meaty. That's what I'm saying. It's terrible back there. I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, don't look at it. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know why they like to see it. I don't understand. It's, it's a scary thing. Uh, what did they say? <laughs> Who's too old for Coke? Me. It's me. The next day, I just I have too much to do, and the next day is just too awful. I got a nanny for children, you guys. Uh, Here's the main problem. People are like, oh, you should have kids. You love kids. Why don't you have kids? And and I'm like, okay, why don't I have kids? Well, uh, I woke up the other day, and I had some period cramps. And then I was like, oh, no, they're not period cramps. It's just that the entire uh, United States Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. How did they all get in there? Why is it their choice? Like, what's happening, right? So, like, I was like, ah, I don't want to have a baby. I'm almost 41. I shouldn't have a baby. Oh, you're going to make me have a baby? Here's what's going to happen, right? I'm going to have to buy some tools to drill holes uh, in my trunk so the baby can breathe when I'm at the bar, right? And then when it's two, it's going to be like a runner. Like, it's just going to run away. Blah! Like, even at three, it's still a runner. No one knows how. Where did the kid go? He's hiding from everybody. Uh, at five, still a biter. Kindergarten class, still biting children. What's wrong with this kid, they say. At eight years old, they call me into this parent conference, and they're, they're like, listen to your child. And it's like, oh, she loves alcohol more than me. And I'm like, I know, I never wanted you, duh. And then finally, when it's 11, it starts smoking pot. And I'm like, look, we can finally bond. This is so great. Until at 15, like, starts heroin and then doing the coke. I can't do the coke. And then finally at 17, it dies from a speedball overdose. Totally terrible. And I'm like, that was the latest late-term abortion I could have ever had. Like it's a 17 year late term abortion, am I right? I could have saved all that taxpayer money if we would have just murdered the thing at the beginning, right? Am I right? Let me kill the dead babies. I shouldn't be having them. Uh, All right. Hey, that's been me. I'm not having any babies, but I'll take care of yours for money. Thank you, Bo. Yes, hey, give it up for Pam. Oh, goodbye. It was nice having you guys. Goodbye. Yeah, you're too sad from being in the splash zone. I know. I'm sorry about that again, sir. You have herpes now. Um, What? 
I know, he's, he's learning for himself anyway. All right, so let's keep this energy moving. You guys still having a good time? Yes, all right, woo! Give it up for your next comic, Mr. Vincent Chung. Thank you, thank you very much. So uh, my name is Vince, I'm an alcoholic. The al alcohol is definitely the best drug, right? Though, like, it's the most socially acceptable drug. But have you guys ever noticed that you can tell which drugs are socially acceptable based on whether or not you do them or not? You know what I mean? Like, you don't do alcohol, right? You don't do marijuana. <laughs> you don't do Tylenol. But you sure as hell do crack and you do heroin. You know what I mean? Like, who knew the word do had such a negative connotation? Like, you don't even do your own girlfriend. You do other people's girlfriends, and you do people's moms, and you do prostitutes, right? Like, put two do's together, that's do-do. That's not a very good thing either, right? That's just, that's just poop. Do your set better. Hi, Vince. Okay, okay. Hey, fuck you. That, that was a good joke. That shit works. You don't... Anyway, I was at, I was in a L.A. recently. I was at Universal Studios. I do Asians. Good for you. Uh, I was, I was, at, I was in Universal Studios recently, and uh, I was at the, their haunted house at Universal Studios, and somehow the L.A. traffic leaked into this place. Like I don't know if you guys know what happens when there's like traffic in a haunted house, but that means you get the same failed actor to scare you four or five times in a row. Like I. I know I'm Asian, and I know maybe you should err on the side of caution, but I actually am the same dude. <laughs> I'm the same human being you've scared four or five times in a row now. Maybe you should save some of that for the Asian dude behind me, you know? <laughs> I'm here with my family, so. Universal ass cheese. What, what kind of fucking 12-year-old is doing these texts? <laughs> Like this is this is gonna be funny universal ass cheese, right? That's gonna be that's gonna be a good one. No, not really. Anyway, I uh been a uh, fuck. Do you guys uh you guys know about this guy named Charles Darwin? <laughs> Let me tell you about this guy. He was this nutcase a long time ago. He came up with this thing called evolution. And the gist of evolution is survival of the fittest, right? Survival of the fittest. I think it's more like survival of the tastiest, right? Because what animals will never go extinct? You know, chickens and cows, right? Like, you show me a list of animals that are about to go extinct, I'll show you a list of animals that really weren't tasty enough to be worth saving. <laughs> like, they have this problem with pandas. They can't get them to breed in captivity or something like that. But I guarantee you, if they were just KFPs, like Kentucky Fried Pandas, there'd just be factories, right, where pandas are getting artificially inseminated one by one, like empty Twinkies on a conveyor belt. <laughs> we're going to have to start eating the pandas to save the pandas. It's a little counterintuitive. There's, there's seats in the front if you guys want to come up here and, you know, text mean things to me uh, from up here. Semen, please. I thought you guys would come up with some things more creative, you know? M maybe you could talk about how stupid the shirt it looks or something. I don't know, like, am I really that run-of-the-mill, like, Asian guy that you guys can't think of anything mean to say about me? Come on, yeah, whip out your phone. Do it now. He's got one. Small dick, bad driver, uh, what is it? Own a convenience store? No, that's Indian. <laughs> 
Just something along those lines, you know? Go ahead, do it. Bro, I ain't racist, don't make me. What type of Asian are you? I'm actually, uh, fuck, I'm Taiwanese. That's what I am. Anyway, I, uh, I've been watching a lot of documentaries. Are you caught up? I'm Attack on Titan. I don't know what that means. I've been watching, but what I have been watching is uh, I've been watching a lot of documentaries on like the Ku Klux Klan and neo-Nazis. And my one complaint about these documentaries is every time they go to interview the dude about to go on like a racist tirade against black people and the superiority of the white race, it's always this dude who clearly lost a genetic lottery. You know what I mean? Like you waddled to the interview chair. <laughs> you literally rocked your body back and forth like one of those cursed pieces of furniture from Beauty and the Beast. You're not really the dude who should be trying to sell us on this whole white supremacy thing. You know, at least wheel out the floor model Aryans for the interview, right? They keep the weird looking ones in the back. Even Walmart knows how to do that with their like washer dryer combos, you know? It's just gotta suck to be a white supremacist and look in a mirror and realize that the best thing you can do for the white race, for the white gene pool, is probably just to take yourself out of it, you know? Like no more for you, you're cut off. Actually, no, the best thing that I can do is to find a beautiful black lady, you know, love her, marry her, have a ton of kids, and then just die knowing that, look, there, now there's a bunch of well-adjusted half-white, half-black kids with your astigmatism and irritable bowel syndrome. Like, destroy the black community with your terrible white genes. That's the new apartheid, guys. Loving multiracial families. Do you want to, sir, do you want to stick to the blacks in some way? Find yourself a nice black lady. Love her. <laughs> I'm not saying you have shitty white jeans, though. You look, you look tall. You look, you know, like you got that, like Hitler would want you in his uh, Nazi party, you know? Oh, rap. They know my jokes. OK, I'll, do you guys, guys want to hear an impression? OK, this is a, uh, this is a Russian rapper. A Russian rapper. Okay. Hello, my name's Vlad. I rap. I like to rap. <laughs> Sometimes people ask me, uh, uh, Vlad, why do you like to rap so much? Uh, I tell them uh, I, I have a lot of pent-up energy that I need to release somehow. <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, rap, very controversial in the United States. You know, uh, People do not think, uh, so one, one time this uh, very famous ripper, his name Eminem, he uh, get in a little bit of trouble because people do not think rip very good for kids. <laughs> I, uh, I disagree, you know, uh, I think uh, children can learn valuable lesson from rip. Sometimes children need to learn that life is not fair. Sometimes children need to learn that life fuck you in the ass. That's pretty funny, right? That's good. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, <laughs> I've been, uh, fuck. I'm blanking now. You gotta like pay attention to this shit. It's like two things at once. Fucked up. Yeah, I did fuck up. Seriously though, like there's nothing mean. You know, when all those other comics were there, I was like j over there furiously texting, like mean shit. 
you know? And then now I feel bad because no one's <laughs> texting mean shit to me, you know? Like, what? I look like, oh, does this guy have Down syndrome? I might, you know. I've never got, I've never got tested, you know. I could, we could all have it, you know. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, but uh, I, I have this friend. I had this friend in college. He, uh, he wants to be like this neuroscientist, you know. And one day he told me this. He's like. Vince, you know the most powerful computer in the world is the human brain. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but if my computer just started pulling some of the bullshit my brain pulled, I'm taking that thing back to Best Buy for some store credit immediately, right? Because there'd just be pop-ups every 10 seconds just say boobs. Just boobs, like not even a picture of a nice pair of boobs. You know, my, my imagination is really not that good. Just the word boobs in boring-ass Times New Roman, just to remind me that there are boobs out there, and I'm, I'm not really touching any of them. Yeah, you know, I mean, any computer you get should at the very least be able to tell you what time it is, right? At the very least, but I'll wake up from a nap and I'll look at a clock and I won't know whether that time means AM or PM. So my biological clock is a margin of error of plus or minus 12 fucking hours. This thing's a piece of shit. Should be downloading songs I don't like, like Shine Bright Like a Diamond. Like, why is that fucking Rihanna song <laughs> insist upon being stuck in my head? You know, I didn't, I didn't authorize that. No, no administrator said that was okay. Anyway, I was, uh, been, uh, I was, I was peeing recently in the toilet, and uh, there's, there's this spider, right? There's just a spider, just hanging out right inside of my toilet bowl. And every guy in here knows exactly what has to happen in that situation. It was like target acquired, <laughs> weapons locked. This thing's not leaving till its little lungs have been sufficiently filled with my urine. <laughs> because it's never enough just to knock it down, right? I mean, once it hits that, once it hits that water, it's, its fate is sealed. Yeah, but no, you've got to like relentlessly pursue it in the water as it struggles to swim away. You gotta like surround it with that impenetrable wall of bubbles <laughs> so it can't escape. It's also more satisfying too when you haven't drink any water in a, in a really long time so your piss is just coming out like this toxic sludge. <laughs> you know, like, like runoff from a Chinese toy factory. Uh, I should probably get that checked out by a doctor though. <laughs> that's disgusting. Alright, that's it for me. Thank you very much. And again, give it up for Vincent one more time as he exits the stage. <coughs> Goodbye, guys. Hey, it was nice meeting you. I didn't meet them. It wasn't nice. All right, so guys, let's just remember now that there's another white comic coming up, let's stop getting racist, guys. Uh, let's, uh, next comic's a very funny man. Let's give it up for Brian Blanco. All right, thanks, Bo, for putting this thing on, you guys. I was in Los Angeles this weekend. There's a lot of cross-dressers down there. I'm just gonna say it. Like I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard. There was a dude with like a leather skirt, combat boots, a sequin shirt, and a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> yeah, I got offended. But I was not offended as a straight man. I was offended because I'm from San Francisco and that was a terrible outfit. Come on, <laughs> hi. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, I'm just going to give you guys a minute to look at this, this glory, this magnificence, and do your worst, you guys. This is going to be fun. You know, like, let's, this is your opportunity, just a complete stranger. You want to see, like, a side view? Mm-hmm. You know, just any observations, and I'll tell you guys some jokes while you do that. Uh, I have an asshole friend, okay? We were at City Lights Bookstore, and he was like, we're going to play a practical joke on these guys. He walks in there and asks the lady behind the counter if they have any copies of Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, dude, and like without even blinking, the lady gets on the speaker and is like, Earl, do we have any copies of Mein Kampf? <laughs> Fucking everybody's staring at us. Like, the messed up part, though, is they had a copy of the book, you guys. It was $38, so my friend had to buy the book, and then he left it in my car? Yeah, so I got to get rid of this shit, right? So I was like, I know, I'm going to give it to a homeless guy. And immediately realized, oh, shit, I can't do that. This guy's got nothing to do all day except read the most racist book of all time. I don't want to start, like, an undercover movement of, like, hobo Nazis. <laughs> and besides, like, I don't even want to know what, like, a homeless concentration camp would look like. <laughs> it probably just looks like a camp. <laughs> all right. You guys, I, I just looked around and saw a bunch of white people and one really, one really white black guy and was like, let's do some Jew jokes, all right, let's do this. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm half Jewish, uh, there's no reason for that. All right, let's see what you guys got. Let's talk about Donald Trump, you made my Subway sandwich. I'm almost <laughs> as high as his hairline. All right, listen, I do not make sandwiches, all right? I wash the dishes, okay? Let's get this straight. I have no education. Like, I studied, like, really hard in school for a couple days. I got bad grades, so I just went, fuck it, and I stopped going. So I bumped into this girl I went to high school with. She was like, no way, you're Blanco. I used to go to high school with you. I was like, no way, you were there that day? <laughs> <laughs> This is amazing, what a small world. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, and the, like the thing is though, is like I, went, I, like I have no education, so I have the only job someone with no education can get. I'm a waiter. Anyone else? Anyone else? No, just me? All right, let me tell you guys something. My boss came up to me. I've waited tables for 26 years. He's like, Blanco, there's a lot of really cute girls here. I want you to remember the number one rule of working in a restaurant with all these cute girls. Never, ever shit where you eat. <laughs> and I was like, come on, boss. I'm a professional. I would never eat in this restaurant. That kitchen is disgusting. <laughs> Fuck my boss. Fuck, yeah, so all right. Uh, let's see, I'm 40. I don't have a girlfriend, which means I sit at the kids' table at all the weddings I go to. <laughs> yeah, so I got tired of that shit. I signed up for an online dating service. Anyone here? Okay, Cupid, any of that? Dude, don't do it. It's a disaster. I took this one girl out on three dates. At the end of the third day, I didn't even get a kiss. Yeah, after everything I did for her, I picked her a flower, I chipped in on gas, <laughs> I paid for some of her dinner <laughs> at Denny's. <laughs> 
But let me put it to you this way. I knew I was having a midlife crisis when the online dating service gave me a refund. <laughs> yeah, for real. My self-esteem is so low right now, when I find out a woman's attracted to me, I lose all respect for her. <laughs> That's how it is. No, if I am lucky enough to get laid, I try to get her pregnant on purpose <laughs> just to prove that somebody would fuck me. <laughs> All right, what do we got here? Let's smoke a backwood, not pimping, Ashley Madison. I don't know any of these references. Ashley Madison, you guys trying to say I get hookers? I am the hooker. This is San Francisco, baby. <laughs> see here. Anyone here ever get bullied as a kid? You guys, yeah, Jay and Silent, Jay and Silent Bob over here, I like it. <laughs> you and me got bullied, dude, I could tell. You, you know what, these guys that didn't raise their hands, they're probably the bullies, dude. We got a whole room full of them, like the ones with the mean texts. Yeah, uh, let's see, so yeah, you guys, I got bullied as a kid. I used to have a stutter and a lisp. So because of that, they made me ride the short bus on the way to school. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you guys something. If you think normal kids are mean, you should have seen the kids on that fucking bus, all right? <laughs> like, there was this one guy, Deaf Danny. <laughs> That's what we called him. He used to come up behind people and just slap and make a loud noise and scare the shit out of you. Because Deaf Danny was an, a bully that appreciates a sense of irony. But for real, the guy that bullied me the most, this fucking guy, Andre Elgazar, he used to wait till I'd sit down on the bus and he'd immediately go, oh, here comes Brian. Brian. Yeah, it's fucked up, right? So I got my courage up and I was like, all right, dude, listen, as soon as this bus stops, we're gonna get off and we're gonna fight. And I forgot to tell you guys, the guy that bullied me, Andre Elgazar, was a little person. <laughs> no, for real, you guys, I got bullied by Andre the Midget, all right? <laughs> that shit was real, but I didn't care, I was nine. And in my head, like, it was gonna be like that scene in a Christmas story where Ralphie's just beating the fuck out of that redheaded kid. <laughs> But instead, he jumps out at me with these powerful fingers, pins my arm behind my back, and made me scream, Andre is a boss. <laughs> and I did it. And every day for the rest of the school year, I had to be Andre is a boss every time I passed him. So you guys, what I'm trying to say is I curl up in the fetal position when I watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yeah, fuck, that show's terrifying. Holy shit. Like, why is that little guy gotta be so evil? Like, when I watch that show, I'm like four again. I'm just like, no, why? <laughs> All right, you guys are nice. I like you guys. I wanna share some personal shit with you guys. You guys wanna hear, like, you guys wanna hear something real? I'm gonna heckle me better than you guys can right now. All right, I'm gonna tell you guys why I never bring women home to meet my mom. <laughs> All right, this goes back to when I was nine years old. Clearly I had a rough childhood, you and me, Jay. <laughs> okay, we'll see if this is common ground though, all right, Jay? Just keep nodding for the parts of the story that you've been through. I have a hot Aunt Doris. 
No, no hot Aunt Doris. I got a hot Aunt Doris. She came to stay with us. And like, I was like, like, I was like one of those kids that would go through all your shit. And like, I was going through her luggage and I found a pair of really awesome 1980s satin panties. Okay, you guys are too young to know this. In the 80s, panties were awesome, all right? They were like made out of like satin and lace and like they were works of art. Nowadays, women are what? Spending $20 at Victoria's Secret for like a thong and all you get is like two little strings attached to a moisture wick. <laughs> right, they put a little butterfly on back to make it pretty. <laughs> But in the 80s, panties were rad. And like, I was looking at my Annie's panties. And I don't know what came over me. I was looking at them, and I stole them. And I marched back to my room, and I wore them, you guys. What? No, I was nine, okay? I wore them like a headband and was like strutting around. I made a slingshot out of them. They were my favorite toy, you guys. Until four days later, like, my aunt and my mom are, like, knocking at my door because my aunt's leaving. And they're like, excuse me, Brian, we know you stole your auntie's panties, and we want them back. <laughs> so 20 years later, I finally get a girlfriend. Yeah, if you were doing the math, I was 29. Okay, I was a special kid. I bring her home to meet my mom. And for some reason, they start talking about Halloween costumes. And my girlfriend's like, I kind of want to dress up like Wonder Woman, but it would feel too much like wearing panties in public. And all of a sudden, my mom just blurts out, one time when he was nine, Brian stole his auntie's panties and wouldn't give them back. <laughs> and that's why I don't bring girls to me home to meet my mom, you guys. All right, I just shared a whole lot of intimate personal shit with you guys for very limited results. <laughs> but you guys have been a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Keep it going for Bo, putting on a very cool show. Absolutely. Hey, give it up for Brian one more time, guys. Oh, hi. It was nice. It wasn't nice to meet you. Fuck you guys. Yeah, leave. <laughs> All right, I'm not mad at them anymore. No, have a nice night. Okay. All right, no, they're not listening. Were they friends with anybody? Anybody here? No. Nobody gives a shit about them. Okay, good. Good. All right. Well, let's keep this comedy energy uh, flowing, guys. Now, let's, let's just be a little loose real quick. You know, give it up for yourselves for sticking it out. Come on. Fuck those other people. Your next comic's a very funny man. Give it up for Mr. Andrew Ofolo. What is going on, guys? Fucking A. I'm going to get this out of the way before any of you motherfuckers say it. Yeah, I get it. I look like Mulan's boyfriend. Fuck y'all. I get it. I get it. You guys can't say it now. I got it. Fucking hey, no, I hope <laughs> I hope you guys are feeling okay. I hope you guys are doing good. It's a little hot in here, but uh, I'm feeling great uh, because I took a dick pic at the gym. <laughs> yes, I did, and oh my God, was that guy pissed. Uh, <laughs> don't take other people's dick pics, guys. They'll be really upset with you. Uh, <laughs> no, I... <laughs> No, I hope you guys are, you guys had a good Labor Day weekend. I hope that was fun for you guys. It was pretty eventful for me. Uh, my girlfriend took me to a country western theme bar. Not just a theme bar, like a real shit, like a real country western theme bar with like line dancing, fucking uh, a mechanical bull, and uh, segregation. It was dope. 
Uh, no, it was dope. No, there's actually a lot more brown people than you think at one of those things. Like, I saw an Asian dude. I was like, okay, that's what I look like with a cowboy hat on. That's cool. Uh, but my girlfriend was like, um, they had a mechanical bull. And my girlfriend was like, if I go on the mechanical bull, will you go on after me? I'll pay for you. And I was like, do you want me to break up with you now? Or... Because it's so different, right, when a girl gets on a mechanical bull. You know, when a girl gets on, the operator's kind of creepy with it, right? He's kind of like, okay, let's make it slow and, and, and sexy, right? And then when I get on it, he's like, how do I break this motherfucker's arm? You know what I mean? It's so much different. And she's like, no, just get on it. It'll be fun. I'm like, yeah, for you, because they're trying to make you, like, come or some shit. But I never had to do this in my life. I, I've never done this in my life, and now I gotta go in fucking expert mode? You're crazy. Like, she doesn't have to do much, right? But I gotta go in there as if I have no lives and I'm supposed to fight the boss? You're crazy. No way. But that's what we'll do. That's what my, me and my girlfriend will do. We'll go to, like, we'll take each other to, to places we normally don't take each other, you know? Like, uh, I took her to the Jelly Belly factory. In Fairfield, I don't know if you guys have been there. That place is dope. Uh, it was great. I had a great time because I got to watch a tour guide tell jokes and fucking bomb for an hour. <laughs> she did not get one laugh. It was amazing. Like, uh, and I got free jelly beans at the end, so that was cool, you know. Uh, but there was a part in the tour where the tour guide goes, and till this day, we have no idea the origin of the jelly bean. Really? Okay. Uh, sure. So you're telling me that we are closer to finding the origin of man than we are the jelly bean? Like through carbon dating and fossils, we could find the exact age of a dinosaur, but the jelly bean can't even ballpark it. Uh, that's ridiculous. I think it's because they're trying to make their product more mysterious, you know? And, uh, no. Hey, Jelly Bean, how about you put more time into finding the origin of the Jelly Bean and less time cranking out bullshit flavors like canned dog food in dirt, right? Who is eating those? And I feel so bad for the dude where it's his job to make sure those flavors come correct. Holy shit, no one's with me on this one. There's a guy, you think about it, guys. There's a guy where it's his job to eat those and just be like, you know what, guys? I think we're onto something, but this is just not that booger flavor I've grown to know and love. Get on it. I don't know. You guys didn't give that one enough credit. That was pretty fucking good. The jelly bean belly came from beer. Oh yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how they make fucking beer. You know, the you've the intense process of fermenting jelly beans. <laughs> fucking uh, so good. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, are you guys dating? Are you guys a couple? Oh. <laughs> so you guys aren't dating. I don't know. You kind of look like a dude that do that. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure you guys are good friends. That's fine. And are you guys, you guys are a couple, obviously, right? I saw I saw you trying to finger her earlier. That was crazy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, how long you guys been together? Four years? Solid. See? Solid answer, guys. Solid. I've been together with my girlfriend for six months. Six months. That's it. And uh, I don't... It's solid answers. Four years, six months. Whatever. That's an answer. I don't like... 
I don't like when I ask other people how long they've been together with their significant other, and then they tell me, oh, we've been together on and off for about three years. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so your relationship does not work. Because uh, that's not how relationships should be, right? They shouldn't be like that. Like, they shouldn't be on and off. At most, they should be on and then off and then back on. And that's only because your boyfriend was lost at sea. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, my, uh, my other friend, uh, one of my friends got into a, a relationship, kind of. He got into a... The, he looks like how Pacquiao sounds. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't do that. No, I'm kidding. I don't, I'm the worst fucking Filipino, dude. I'm pretty much a white dude from Long Creek. Uh, <laughs> like, the most Filipino part of my body is my eczema. Do you guys get that? <laughs> I don't know. Being Filipino is weird, too. Cause like, like, me, like, no one really knows, like, who, what Filipinos are. You know what I mean? Filipinos are pretty much like the tomatoes of ethnicities, right? Like, is it a fruit? Are they Asian? No one really knows. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's, it's a weird shit. No, but my friend, back to, I'm getting off track. Does your butthole taste like lumpia? No, but it looks like one. Uh, <laughs> that's gross as shit. No, but my, my friend recently got into a relationship, kind of. He said that his girlfriend said they became exclusive and uh, he didn't know what that meant, so he asked me, he's like, hey, what does this mean? I told him, well, being exclusive means that you guys aren't actually boyfriend and girlfriend, but now every time she does something you don't like, your feelings get hurt. That's the only difference. Right? It's so sad. <laughs> like, remember the time she introduced you to her best guy friend at the bar? Well, now every time he texts her, you're going to flip the fuck out, right? No? No one's on board. It's okay. <laughs> You know it's fucking true. You know it's fucking true. I don't know. It's, it's scary shit. Scary shit. Um, I found out recently that the same friend, uh, he's afraid of dogs. Because as a child, he was attacked by a dog. You know? And that trips me out. That like something that happens in your childhood. Have I ever cheated with your mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Whoever, whoever that was. Whoever that was, whoever that was, I'm sure mom's a nice lady. I won't do it again. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I found, like, it's crazy that something in your childhood can, trans like, a trauma can carry on to your adulthood, right? Like, some people are afraid of candles because as a child, they were burned by, like, a flame, you know? Like, same goes for me. As a child, I almost drowned in a pool, and now I hate my dad. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. My dad's cool. I, I do come from a divorced household. I do come from a divorced household. I don't know if you guys come from single parent household. What the fuck is going on? Would you rather bang a lumpia or a pizza? Good question. My girlfriend's Italian, so I'm going pizza. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but my dad, uh, I kinda, who comes from a divorced household? Anybody? Oh, oh my God, all of you should do stand-up comedy. Holy shit. You guys are sad people. You guys are sad. My, I do, I, I relate, right? Like, but 
This is what happened. My parents got divorced when I was 12, and then when I was 15, I found out. <laughs> yeah. I, for hella long, I had no idea. One day, I just asked my mom. I was like, hey, where's dad been at? She was like, oh, we got divorced like three years ago. I was like, <laughs> holy shit. It was, be <laughs> it was because uh, he, was, he was out in and out of my, uh, of my childhood. You know, he was just... He was, he wasn't there a lot, so there wasn't emotional attachment. He was pretty much like a Craigslist roommate that occasionally bought me shit, you know? <laughs> and said, like, I loved you without saying it, you know? He'd just be like, good catch, dude. And I'm like, I love you too, right? <laughs> Ugh, yeah. But uh, it's kind of like this. You know you when you're in a conversation with three people, and then two people are really engaged in the conversation, and one person is just, like, hanging out, not really contributing, so he slowly walks out of the conversation, and no one fucking notices? Yeah, that's what my dad did. Uh, <laughs> but his step took like 12 years, you know what I mean? And we're cool though, we have a good relationship, but w I'm at the age where he thinks it's okay for him to tell me his sex stories. It's never fucking okay. Uh, you are never old enough to hear those. Uh, I'm never telling my kids shit. Because uh, it just ruins my week whenever he tells me a sex story, you know what I mean? I've, it's gross. Like, I feel like for every dad's sex story you hear, you lose one year of child memories. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't remember my fourth and fifth birthday because my dad had sex a few times. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, he thinks, like, it's okay, like, for him to tell me weird shit. Like, he told me this. He was like, uh, Drew, when I was your age, I was doing coke. And I was like, holy shit, the apple does not fall far from the tree, dad. Let's do this shit. We did eight balls to the face. Uh, no, nah, this is cool. You guys have been great. You guys have been really cool. You guys haven't, you guys aren't mean people. You guys are actually pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty, I've, I haven't heard it, like, I've heard most of this, like, at childhood, so it doesn't really phase me. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'll leave you guys with this. I've been thinking a lot about suicide lately. Uh, not like doing it, just Googling like who did it today. Um, and I found out that the Golden Gate Bridge is getting a net installed under it. You guys hear about that shit? They're getting a net installed under the Golden Gate Bridge to prevent some suicides, maybe save some lives, which is a great idea, right, on paper. But if you really think about it, now instead of picking up sad people, they're just going to be picking up a bunch of bros with GoPros having the times of their lives. <laughs> Holy shit, suicide rate is down a percent, but YouTube subscribers are up. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Holy shit. But uh, I, this is, I'm going to leave you with this sad story. I don't, one, of, one of my friends, this, this dude I knew in college, he commit suicide, um, and it was sad. But the way he did it was he sucked in an entire tank of helium. Uh, yeah, it's terrible, but you have to imagine how funny his last words were. Am I right, guy? <laughs> just the cutest, no, you know what I mean? And just imagine how much funnier it was for the cops, right, to come to the scene of the crime to retrieve the body. You know, I think it'd go something like this, right? Just like... Oh, he's up here. Uh, <laughs> uh, who has a safety pin? We need to get him down. Uh, that's my time. Thanks, guys. You guys are cool. Give it up for Andrew, guys. Give it up. Oh, uh, you made it. You guys made it to the end of the show. Congratulations. Again, give it up for yourselves. Thank you guys coming out, supporting live comedy. Uh, and if I could just leave you with one thing, uh, I have a bit of a parable. 
that I'd like to impart upon all of you before you guys leave. And I think the tech, no, it's not done. Okay, so you could fuck with me if you really want to. But, uh, um. so I was getting on the BART train the other day. And I walked in and I saw that there was a guy sitting by himself. He looked like he was a little down on his luck. He had like a walker and a blanket over him. He smelled like shit. Uh, and nobody was sitting next to him. Everybody was sitting on the other side of the train, you know? And as people got on, they saw the dude and would walk to the other side of the train. And I thought that was fucked up. So I got on, I sat right next to him, and I just sat there for a while. And I saw people get on and walk to the other side of the train and watch, uh, watch them get on, look him, and pass us to the other car. And I just thought that, that was fucked up. And eventually there was one woman, and she got on the train, and she looked at the guy, and she came and she sat down right behi- uh, beside me. And immediately as soon as that happened the train doors closed it started moving and this guy shit all over himself just like 15 seconds of shit like it was terrible like seven seconds in the smell hit our nostrils and this lady got up and went ran to the other side of the train everybody was getting up and leaving the train car and i started thinking what if this dude was god Mm, yes, I know, right? Because if I was God, that's exactly where I would fucking be. I'd be sitting just in my own shit on a BART train waiting for someone to have the fucking courage to come and help me, right? And eventually I was thinking about this throughout the entire BART ride. And I went, and I, I thought about this and I was just like, you know what? It, I need to help this guy. And so I stand up and I walk over to him and I'm like, hey man, get the fuck up! What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> infinite cosmic power and you're sitting here covered in shit on a bar train get up and fucking walk and you know what he did guys he died yeah he died and you know the paramedics came I thought it was because of the shock but as it turns out he had died halfway through the train ride that's why he shit all over himself but the moral of the story is that you should love everyone and treat everyone as if they are God and I'll leave you guys on that that's the show and uh, yeah that's the moral of the story Have a wonderful night, guys. Thank you guys for coming out. Again, Mutiny Radio supporting live comedy.
place way back when. So sometimes the, the security is on the image and sometimes it's on just what you post and what you feed. So uh, Facebook, do we filling out, figuring out Facebook privacy and security stuff is uh, kind of complicated actually. They don't make it very easy, but uh, they don't, um, I, I mean, I think they, I think they would love to use all of our data to make money, but I think they're under some pressure not to, not to do that. And I'm joined here in the booth by my co-host, Vincent Montgomery. Vincent, say hello to the nice people. I see the puppies chewing your hands. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have some catching up to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know So what? what's your thing about, what do you think about the whole, like the whole, I was just talking about the Facebook privacy hoax. You know, people are posting on their Facebook pages in the last couple of days, like, Facebook doesn't have permission to use any of my images and commercial marketing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's a total hoax. It's not a real thing. No, and actually, that ha that's not uh, just a Facebook hoax. You should pay attention to the fact that that's been hitting almost any online site. LinkedIn also got hit by the same uh, Well, fake, this is... Uh, what do you mean? Well, there's, there is a... There's so, a LinkedIn hoax? Yeah, there's a LinkedIn hoax. hoax. Well, it's actually a security setting. I have seen uh, spam in some of the larger institutions that I manage uh, uh, email for get, uh, get actual um, comments from existing customers saying, hey, what happened to my order? Uh, look, look what happened to the, to the stuff you installed. And they'll have a picture, but the, it's not. It's phishing. It's a phishing attack. And okay, so those are two different no things. So the but so the Facebook hoax is yeah. just it's just not real, right? right? So somebody started it or kicked it off or a bunch of people did, and mm -hmm. so everyone's going, oh my god, and then copying and pasting it to their profile, mm -hmm. and then someone else sees it on their friend's page mm -hmm. or profile, and they copy and paste it onto theirs. So it's just mm -hmm. it propagates, but it has no basis in fact. Right. So that's a hoax. Right. Phishing is different. So I know I know the issue with LinkedIn phishing. So you have to be really careful when you get a LinkedIn request because there are uh, some issues or they've had some issues with phishing attacks. And phishing, spelled P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, is when people, when uh, they send you an email or direct you to a link that appears to be legit for the company. So it appears to be a legit LinkedIn request but it's not and and they're phishing uh and i don't know why phishing in this manner or this meaning is spelled with ph but well, they're trying to get you i will they're trying to get you to give them some personal sensitive information i actually had a good friend of mine i felt so bad for her she um got an email from her credit card company mm -hmm. and they said you have to you know very dire like you know this you have to go yeah. immediately Your and credit update card this stuff. will never email they'll you, never do this never email you. and she was a little naive and this was a while back before this was really mm -hmm. widely known and um, max was still in max might have been still in middle school so he's 19 now so it might have been even about like you know seven years ago uh but anyway she went onto the site and filled out all the information and then she clicked submit and then the site totally changed. Like it was obviously then not her credit card company and she freaked out. So she had to close her credit card and call the credit card company and all this stuff. But um, I mean, she literally gave them like her date of birth, her driver's license number, which again, she was a little naive, but that's a phishing attempt. That was a successful phishing attempt. Right. So yeah. hoaxes are different than phishing. Well, and I understand that. And there are actually several hoaxes out right now. And there are actually some other stuff too. Uh, for instance, uh, Microsoft is getting dinged in, in uh, Windows 10 
and some of the new features for privacy issues. Like so, what? Well, because, you know, Microsoft controls a lot of the, they were late coming into the web, but they actually have some big pieces on the web that are very popular. Like Skype is uh, a Microsoft company. So they have, and, and they're still the largest, I think, uh, video uh, personal video provider out there, and they're pushing into. But uh, I didn't actually get a chance to uh, read all the articles. I do know that I got alerted to them today about uh, some issues you have to do to manage your Windows 10 installation because it's much more open, it's much more web-based, it's much more Chrome-like, if you will. And Chrome doesn't really stop you from doing anything you have to be careful but but here's my point with the hoax and the phishing because in my and, and I, I have a tendency to ramble and no really and i have a this tendency news to, to um, me i have a tendency to have a conclusion in my head and take a while to get to it but the point is this or or have the conclusion in your head and never get to it no no no. i think sean put it succinctly he said eventually i'll make a good point um, he said that about him or about you? About me. Yeah. yeah. So he said, yeah, at, so, at some point I'll make a very concise statement. Here's the bottom line. It's all about common sense. You have to exercise common sense. Your credit card companies are never going to ask you for personal information. They will send you an email and bring you to their website where you can then change it. And you need to look at the website bar. People that you can't, you can't spoof a large website. If you're not at wellsfargo.com, if you're at at uh, security, wellsfargo.com. That's not Wells Fargo. So use your common sense. It's the same thing with uh, hoaxes. And yeah, but they attacks. can. But here's the th here's the thing. Well, the common sense is I I I right. actually agree with you. Yeah. Let's just take a moment. Shall I not note that down on the calendar so we can mm -mm. refer back to it later when I say I never agree with you? Mm -hmm. uh, I agree with you on common sense, and but they can they can look absolutely real. Yes. So I got a phishing thing from Wells Fargo. I didn't really think about it, and I, I clicked on the link, and the the address was www.wellsfargo.com. Mm -hmm. But the homepage looked like there was something off about the homepage. It looked it had mm -hmm. their logo, it had mm -hmm. their colors, it had mm -hmm. their you know marketing hoo ha mm -hmm. crap. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, okay, this doesn't feel right. And also, common sense. My bank would never ask me to do this, so I closed the the link down right away. It was. I guarantee it wasn't WellsFargo.com. It there was wasn't. something. No, off. no. But here's the thing: they yeah. can put, they can make it look like the in the address bar. It's yes. WellsFargo.com. Right. They have all this fancy schmancy hacking code in the background. Mm -hmm. So then I went to WellsFargo.com on a on a different browser just to be safe, mm -hmm. and uh, it looked totally. And what was missing was the left navigation bar. And I was like, okay. And I didn't even really realize when I got to the page because, you know, who pays attention to those things, right? Um, but when I, when I then opened the real site, I realized what, what triggered me was that it was missing the navigation bar. But everything else looked totally legit. Mm -hmm. And then I just used common sense and said, okay, they wouldn't. And then I just ran um, at spyware yeah. and antivirus on my machine, which I'm always running anyway. And then I cleared my browser history. Yeah, it's uh, if they do use a spoof on the name, they can't keep it up for very long. No, that, the uh, propagation, the larger ba uh, backbone routers will catch that at some point. You cannot. Right. Wells Fargo actually, sh I guarantee you Wells Fargo, Amazon.com, eBay, and all the uh, Yahoo, the bigger sites are actually running stuff looking for anybody claiming to be Wells Fargo as part of their security measure. They probably have outbound servers that just do that. Yeah, absolutely. But, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure that uh, within minutes or seconds even of my having hit that site, it was mm -hmm. probably gone. Right. Which is right. No, but, but I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so I did find out where the why it's spelled with a ph. Mm -hmm. So um, it's uh, 
the okay <laughs> sorry i lost my place so um hackers mm -hmm. so some of the earliest hackers when hacking was started right back in the mm, early 90s late 80s early 90s mm -hmm. uh, they were called freaks spelled with a ph and uh Freaks were really committed to mostly exploring and experimenting on telecommunication systems. So that's what differentiated freaks from hackers. Uh, and but they've always been closely linked. And so the PH was used to link phishing scams uh, with those underground communities. So that's why the PH. So it's based on the freaks. And I can't remember there was something else. Somebody once told me something about the difference between freaks with a PH and hackers back from in the day. Um, and I want to say that hackers felt like they were there, although there are black hat hackers, right? Mm -hmm. um, and now hackers is generally a derogatory term. There are or were some hackers that considered themselves white hat, meaning they would try to exploit a system's, right. you know, d like get past defenses or exploit weaknesses. And then they would inform the company or the site or the organization or the government uh, anonymously. Um, so they felt like they were helping police the internet so right. hackers and then freaks were trying to exploit it for personal gain right and the reason and obviously freaks with a ph was because of the phone with a ph correct but but i wanted i want to mention this because that would I'm be actually the telecommunications link part I didn't, of thank you for the hacker community uh, and i have been for a long long time you're what part of the i don't i know i don't what? code but i hang out with hackers no you don't yes i do no you don't i actually i go to there are hacker meetings at google at google well, hacking is not necessarily a no, bad it's term. Not. And, it, and in the community, it is not a bad term. It is like anything else. Somebody has to figure out, Microsoft isn't always the one that finds a hole in their software. Neither is Chrome. And that's... No, it's often it, hackers. And hackers, and that's what they do. And it's, it's a thrill, and you try to beat the coders, and you try to beat the big organizations. Not to do anything nefarious, but just to say, hey, it's, it's fun. It's like a puzzle. It's like... Some people play a world of Warcraft on on uh, online, and they would rather do that than do something else. That's uh, hackers that way. But well, and some um, and Google and Amazon and large organizations actually employ hackers. Yes, and they try they pay them to try yeah. to break in. Yes, and to figure out what's going on, and where they're vulnerable, which is smart. Um, so. Uh, Anything else on that? Anything else on no. hackers? I can go no. on. No. Uh, but uh, but and, and here's this a couple of other things, like too. This can't be real. But, at, um, at some point, you want to address what you're doing. You want to make sure you police yourself at all times. It is not possible for you to come off the internet in a modern society. If, for instance, now with the internet of things, uh, anything that is government regulated, let's say gas and electric, and we've had this conversation before, that now is, your records are available online. If you pay a fee, um, you can get on. If you pay a big enough fee. What do you mean? Well, I, I mean, if you, do you have PG&E? I do. It's a regulated service. So it has to meet certain, it, it, it is regulated by the government. Correct. and Because they're a semi-monopoly. That means that every one of, their, of the people they provide information to has to be listed publicly. Now, they don't have to broadcast you. But I can find out where you lived just by paying a fee and accessing the online database at PG&E. You cannot be off the internet unless you are completely off the grid. And grid means anything that is grid, uh, grid-like. Plugs into, Plugs into an, yeah, uh, an a public network. For instance, mm. one of the public networks is 
the automated teller machine network. That is a public network. It's not private. Mm-hmm. The same thing is, uh, you know. Does it? Does it just? Here's a little. Yeah. Just a little interjection. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it bother you when people say ATM machine? Because uh, it's du- it's re- redundant. Yes. Because it's automatic teller machine. So and you're saying automatic teller machine machine. And, and I think th- I think judging from some of the tellers I know that it's an insult to the machines themselves to call them tellers. But that's okay. That's a different thing. Uh, so it does bother you when people say ATM machine. No, it, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Either. You it, know why it doesn't bother me? Because it's uh, the ATM is like what that box is, right? right? So it's like I'm going to go to the I'm going to use the ATM machine. But um, I, I think most people have actually dropped the machine part of that. Yeah. But it doesn't bother me when people no. have that. But some people get really irritated and it's like that's right. It's like all right, who are you? <laughs> yeah, it's just about it's just about getting getting stuff done. So. Um, but it is. Uh, but anyway, y- you have to be careful with the the public stuff, and and, and there is always. Uh, I did a uh, TV interview a couple of years back about um, data and the data theft at uh, Lawrence Livermore Labs, who happened to be a client of mine. Mm-hmm. And I think I've even talked about this online before. And somebody asked me, you know, how do you end up stopping hackers or anything else like that, uh, or, or, or the loss of data. The problem is that data is, I, I was writing an, uh, reading an interesting uh, ad on BART as I was coming in. Data is the new language of business, and that's absolutely true. And if, if in order for data to be effective, to be useful, it has to be addressable. Now, what do you mean by addressable? Okay, so, so uh, I'll, I'll bring it back to Facebook. I communicate with Facebook to my family and friends. That's typically how I talk to my family. I'm not a big communicator. I don't make phone calls. I don't write letters. I don't send thank you cards. I don't send birthday cards. I say hi on Facebook and I post pictures of my kids or whatever else I do. Now, do I worry that somebody else may see my kids or know what I'm doing or know where I've been? Eh, to a certain extent. But it, it's outweighed by the fact that I want to communicate with my family. And so data is that way too. You, you, you run a risk. Uh, I, I think the ultimate example of not sharing and what it can cost you is yes. 9-11. You what had, do you mean? They had every indication that something was going to happen. But because they compartmentalized that data and didn't share it, it happened. Even though several people said, hey, we try to say something through normal channels. If you don't, if, if you're collecting data and you're not sharing it, it's bec- it becomes as, almost as if you're not collecting data at all. Mm-hmm. And so you always walk that fine line and you always have to police it. You always have to watch it. You have to take care of yourself and you always have to look at stuff. And, um, and there, I will add this one last tidbit to Facebook. There are ways to reset all of Facebook security settings. You have to go in. I, I typically tell my friends and colleagues, and uh, I'll tell everybody listening here, I go, I go into Facebook at least once a month and try to and look at my security settings. See, I don't, and I should. Yes, every couple of months, just go and do it. But it's 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 more important. Uh, and and uh, and I wouldn't use Facebook as a as a lookup tool anyway. I'll tell you another tidbit if you want to keep yourself safe. What do you mean a lookup tool? Well, if I'm looking up something, in, if I want to if I want to address somebody or get to know them, I will typically look them up on the internet based on their cell phone. 
Oh, so you put their cell phone number? The cell phone number in and pull it up. And, and it, anywhere it's registered or on a, it becomes a search parameter. Since most people use their cell phone on Facebook or something else and not a uh, number, that's it. So if you, if you really want to add security, then stop doing things. Stop allowing all forms of communication in every single medium. Does that make sense? Yes. Don't put your cell phone number on Facebook. So that it, I don't. Yeah. So I don't know why people do. Because it because again it's it, it's a communication venue. It's a communication I get it. Thing, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a not, not it's a channel. It's not yes. a venue. It's a channel. Yeah. People use it to communicate with people. It's a social platform. It is a social. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, I don't. It's why. use the right buzzword. And it's, it's a social platform. And I don't call it. A, it's not a skin in my definition of skin because I like skin better because it's it's you don't address everything. It will it will address almost everything on the web, but not everything. So, in other words, like uh, uh, you, you, you can't use it to launch Excel or spreadsheets. Uh, well, actually, technically you could, but it, it's not really set up for that. Where, where the world is going, like uh, Windows 10 and Mac OS, uh, uh, OS X and Chrome and some of the other uh, uh, lightweight browsers or uh, lightweight operating systems, they're going to be platforms where you do everything from within that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, can we move on to some car news? Sure. Um, I, I, you know, the more we get, so we're, the, so Unleash the Rain is, you know, we're our, what we do is help people, what we, we try to give people, you know, information and advice around mostly using technologies, leveraging technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses. And, but it's just like, I never, in a, if you told me 20 years ago, I would be doing a radio show where I'd be talking pretty regularly about cars. I would have said, no way, not me, not happening. I'm not a real big car freak with a capital F-R-E-A-K. Uh, in fact, I had uh, the most phenomenal experience in the city about 23 years ago. I was walking down the street, uh, and this woman and her friend or sister or someone, another woman, were walking, and they had three kids with them, and we're walking up to the intersection, and there's a Ferrari parked at the intersection. And the three kids, boys, they were all around seven or eight. They all ran up to the car uh, at the light, and they came running back, and the one kid was like, oh, my God, Mom, it's a, it's, a, it's a Ferrari. It's a Ferrari. And she's like, that is so cool. And he turned around and ran back up to look at the Ferrari again. And the woman turned to her friend and said, I don't give a shit about metal. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so my attitude. It's like it's a it's a functional thing that gets me from point A to point B. So I don't give a shit about metal. Mm-hmm. It's not, although most cars aren't metal anymore either. Where, where it becomes, where, where it might differentiate is, uh, yeah, that's why I love my pickup truck and I'll never, I'll never get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It's all metal. Even though somebody left you a note on it the other day wanting to buy it. Yes, it's true. I threw that out, by the way. Uh, please do. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I figured you're never selling it, so what's the point? Eh, not really. Uh, you know. If, if you need the cash, I'll But anyway, it. so if you told, but, but here's the thing, the technology and cars and Google and like, it's all becoming so enmeshed that I, you know, it's, it's topical. It's something I, I'm okay. interested in now. But, but I will, I want to address your point about what makes cars. It, the, it's, it, there are art forms. There Magic. are, a f- there, no, they're form and factor. It's, it's an art oh, form. Some people well, design, the form. design of cars is, is an art right. form. I agree. And how they play and how they were put together and how they interact as a system. And you can, it's, uh, I, I, one of the coolest books I've ever seen was put together probably 25, maybe 35 years ago. And it was The Art of Silicon Valley. And it was just basically uh, rasterized blueprints and pictures of, up close pictures of system boards and assembly lines 
and platforms like a, a soldering wave pool and a transistor circuit up, up close. And, you know, it depends on how you look at things. I, I, if, you, if you zoomed out and saw that in its entirety, I don't know that how it would be that beautiful. But if you look at aspects of things, you can find beauty in anything. And I think, I think that's why people collect cars. It just, right. it's not, I, I like photography and that's my, th and trees and that's my thing. And some mm -hmm. people look at me and go, why do you have all those trees all over your house? Because you like taking pictures of trees. I like taking pictures of trees. So anyway, in auto news, auto news Elon yeah. Musk, uh -huh. who's the CEO of Tesla, mm -hmm. the makers of the electric cars, mm -hmm. uh, said on a Danish TV show last week that um, he thinks that they're going to be able to um, produce a car that can go 620 miles within the next year or two. By 2017, for sure, he added. Mm -hmm. uh, the current... Um, range is advertised at 265 miles. The record is held by a Model S car that was driven 452.8 miles before it ran out of a charge. Uh, but the owner had to drive it at 24 miles an hour to make yeah. it go that far. Yes. <laughs> but um, and, and it's not and and said, stop and go. We'll eat that. In, that uh, uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. And but so there. I'm figuring that he didn't mean that they can. They're going to be able to go 620 miles an hour at 24 miles per hour. I'm figuring he means like 600, you'll be able to go 600 miles. Well, at the average speed. At the average speed with regular stop right. and go, right. Blah, no, no, blah, blah. I, think, I think what he's saying is you're going to be able to, what, here's what I heard in, to put that in context, that, the, that uh, new cars that are coming out will be able to, t to make the transition or, or make the drive from New York to Boston or San Francisco to San Diego without recharging. You know, which is something you can do with a conventional car right now. You could you could make that drive in seven hours uh, without stopping. You, you know, I'm in uh, in my car. I can do that. So having said that, I've never been able to it. make it all the way to San Diego without stopping for gas. Well, you know, that's why I have two vehicles. People ask me, why do you have all those vehicles? That's because I stopped trying to make one vehicle do everything for me. So, so San Francisco to San Diego is approximately. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me. 527 miles. So, yeah. No, I wouldn't say it's that far, but. That's what Google just told me. Uh, okay, from downtown San Francisco to downtown San Diego. That's what maybe. I just did. Yeah. But, uh, but, but anyway, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the commuter distances. Boston to New York. It's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a heavy commuter zone. Uh, you know, uh, Orlando to uh, Fort Lauderdale. That's a heavy commuter zone. That's, you know, those are places where a lot of commuters uh, uh, go. St. Louis to... Um, to why do I am I drawing? A I break? don't know. St. Louis to Chicago. No, what's the uh, what's inside St. In, inside? Oh, Kansas City. Kansas City, yeah. K Kansas City to to uh, St. Louis. That you know, those are heavy commute zones right. where a lot of people commute right. back and forth, and mm -hmm. a lot of people do it every day. And I mean, nobody they, commutes back and forth to San Diego from San Francisco. Uh, but it's not, un but not, it's not it, typical in a car, but I'm just saying it's, it, it is something that people do on a routine basis. Now, I, do, I have lots of friends that commute from here to, to L.A. No, you don't. Every day. Oh, yeah, I do. Who? They, they live in L.A. and they fly up here to do work. Who? Uh, well, I mean, they're, they're uh, friends of friends, but yeah. Okay. All right. They, <laughs> they, rent, ha you know, they, you know, they rent a room up here. They stay mm -hmm. in a room, and then when they get home, they have their fancy houses in the beach somewhere in Orange County. Uh, okay, so the other thing you said is that um, self-driving Tesla cars are, quote, around the corner. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the Model 5s are, are coming out with a software update at some point mm -hmm. um, that are going to give themselves hand-free 
hands-free mode driving. They're beta testing that software right now. Right. I don't. Okay. It's like that. So. So. So, and he said that that Tesla cars should have full autonomy in approximately three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he thinks it's probably going to be another three years after that before the the um, regulators mm-hmm. allow self-driving cars. I disagree with that statement. So we're he's saying we're six years out from self-driving no, cars. I, I disagree with it. I think we'll see self-driving cars in less than five years, but a lot of it will depend on a number of uh, socioeconomic factors that are addressed by world politics. In other words, if ga- uh, if, if gas uh, goes up, I think it will happen a lot faster. If there are disruptions in the... Uh, service or, or growth in those radical groups that are funded by uh, fuel. In other words, they get money from com- mm-hmm. countries that produce uh, oil and gas. I think that that will come sooner. But I think it'll be less than five years. I, I think he's saying six years knowing that he's going to be short. He, peop- what people don't understand. Knowing that it's going to be shorter. Yeah, shorter. What people don't understand is there's a, there's a concept in any in any project, in any in a, and if you're not except in a larger project, if you don't have somebody that addresses this you don't but it happens in everything so there's acceptable loss when they design a freeway and they come up with speed limits they understand that there's going to be a significant portion of people who if they lost their tire or blew out or uh, something happened they're going to lose their lives hospitals are the same thing a hospital can be totally germ free but it, the cost would be so prohibitive that it would right. kill more people than the people that die there already. Roads are the same way, and uh, I, I'll, and and so, so I think. So you're saying autonomous vehicles, self-driving cars. Yes. There's going to be an acceptable loss percentage. Right, and I think we're. It sounds so weird. It's like well, we're okay to if lose you look that at many the cl- if you look at the crashes that have occurred so far. Mm-hmm. I saw one the other day, but if if you see, if you look at the crashes that occurred so far, they're all rear-ended. So pe- people mm-hmm. who are not in a, in a self-driving car hit the cars because they're not they're, they're zipping through. It's the same way, you, you know, people hit motorcycles, which is really irritating to me. I almost I almost rear-ended someone on the way in today. Yeah. And I was not. I didn't even have the. I didn't have music on. I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't doing. I was literally driving, paying attention, and. Uh, you had the dog with you. Yeah, but you know what? She was laying on the uh, passenger sleep seat, sound asleep. Oh. No, but what happened was there was a car in front of me and I had plenty of distance between me and the car in front of me. Somebody cut in between us, but they did it really close to the car in front of them. And I was like, well, that was probably not a, I mean, like they kind of, there was plenty of room between me and the car in front of me. So they didn't, I mean, it wasn't a great move, but you know, whatever. Um, But I think it pissed off the driver in front of them. So he hit his brakes. Right. which meant that she had to hit her brakes, which meant that I actually had to swerve out of my lane. Luckily, I was already had looked in my, in my, the, my rear view mirror to mm-hmm. the left, mm-hmm. so I knew that lane was open, because I was like, you know, obviously there was something going on, and, mm-hmm. you know. So I was completely paying attention, and I came really close to rear-ending her, yeah. to clipping her bumper. Yeah, it's and I was paying attention. So imagine all those people who aren't paying attention. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, and, and that's the kind of accident. A lot of the times uh, I've seen uh, motorcycle fatalities. That's what happens. Yep. Uh, he's making a transition and he doesn't see it and he clips the, dr- the car in front of him. Yep. So, uh, so, but the self-driving, let me, let me t- say this. On the way down, on the way up here, I was trying to get to a BART station. I was just under traffic. It was like uh, 2.30 in that spot, 
two o'clock is when traffic starts here in the Bay Area, in, in the Bay Area of California. Probably not unlike uh, New York or Boston or Chicago or any other big city. But I'm trying to shoot over and the freeway s- slows down except for the far left lanes. Now I'm getting ready to get off, so I'm kind of in the right lanes. And then what, what was causing that slowdown is a whole bunch of people were shooting into the, uh, to the right turn, the exit lane, because it wasn't, it was not slow. Ah, uh, right. And then they would shoot over to but the left. Then shoot back. back. You were end. north on 680 going on 24. Yeah, towards, uh, just past 24. So. Uh, Wait, where did, where did you bar from? From Pleasant Hill. Oh, okay. I was trying to make Concord. I couldn't make Concord. Okay. So. Uh, uh, so other, so speaking of self-driving cars, mm-hmm. and we've talked about the Google self-driving car and the rear end accidents, mm-hmm. et cetera, but there's the other um, interesting article in the news today was, uh, well, that they've tried, that Google's now traveled 1.2 million miles mm-hmm. in full autonomy in mm-hmm. public roads. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so they the that means that each of their cars has approximately 90 years of driving experience and they're collecting all this information and data and then right. making it better and constantly right. improving it and so they've had some unusual situations that they've encountered so apparently a woman in a wheelchair chasing a goose in the road mm-hmm. so a self-driving car was able to avoid her mm-hmm. um, but they've also set up what they call their own diabolical testing areas so not in public roads but um They've, you know, st- they've done things like uh, placing a porta potty in the road, so the car perceives that the porta potty on the side of the road is a stationary object, and then having a human being step out of the porta potty into the lane that the car would be driving through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing is they had someone, uh, uh, someone jump out of the back of a pickup truck that was traveling in front of the car, and in neither case did the autonomous car hit the person. No. Which makes me wonder, mm-hmm. who at Google? volunteered for that job like who wants to step in front of the autonomous car i will no me no right. let me step in front of the autonomous car well and, and if you're moving if you're moving out of a pickup truck you're not going very fast anyway so you're probably going only 15 20 miles an hour well but it, the, tr- the right. truth of the matter is you save at on average you save two seconds you don't have to break that much faster or harder the computer picks up something in the road and slows down immediately, it's got a millisecond. Are you talking about the Google cars? Yeah, I'm talking oh, okay. about, uh, there is a physiological response that has to occur. You, you take your foot off the gas and hit the brake. It can take up to two seconds for your brain to see what might happen, pull it off, hit it, go that way. So you don't have to do that mm-hmm. with, the Google, with the self-driving cars. Yeah, so... So you think it'll be sooner than six years? I think it'll, because I think, uh, because I think once they get the infrastructures uh, up, updated, they can't keep building wider roads. They can't, they need, uh, you know, where population centers are shifting to cities and they can't, and the cost of traffic slowdowns is huge. It's huge. a significant loss, plus traffic accidents and everything else. And traffic flow blocks everything in san francisco when we leave here you have you it's it takes all it takes longer to get to the freeway than it does to get home and on the freeway on, on ramp if you right. try to leave right away so well it, but then that's an exaggeration but then in but my but area so then the uh, the yeah. alternate is true because the freeways are so impacted in my area that yes. in both the morning right. and the afternoon commute yes the alternate city streets also become completely clogged because people are, is that what you just said 
Yes. I thought you said the reverse of that. No, it's, I'm just saying I just to, put get, that together. to get on the freeway, it takes so long. It's because oh, right, right, people right. are not behaving. Right. But, but the cars don't have that ego. Well, and then, but then the other thing about that, well, and they, I was thinking about this the in. other day when I happened to be out in my neighborhood in commute time, which yeah. is not fun. Uh, those city roads were not built to handle that volume no, of traffic that no. people are using to circumvent the freeways that are right. completely clogged. Right. And, you know, there's people trying to get their kids to school and then there's people trying to get to work and then there's, you know, mm-hmm. the garbage trucks and yeah. so, you know, that's, but, so, but, and I know they're on those roads to avoid being on the freeway to try to get further south because as you know, that 242 mm-hmm. highway 242 southbound in the morning. Yeah headed towards 680 well, well, is a parking lot. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to address. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach myself to be more succinct. I made a comment about the traffic coming in. Here's the bottom line. Almost any place where you have a merge and you have human beings trying to nega- navigate that oh, merge, yeah. cut corners, t- save a few seconds. Yes. That's where you end up getting heavy traffic, getting yes. on, getting off. You get egos, get people pissed. Then you get people guarding because so many people are coming in. If everybody stayed in a long, even in a long line, but kept it clean, it would move much quicker than all these people trying to jockey and come in and come and go out. The self guiding cars will take care of that. And will there be some accidents? Uh, yeah, but I think far fewer than anything now. And again, what, what's you know my favorite reason for having self-driving automobiles? Gas mileage? No, it's going to make my riding my bike that much more fun because it's oh. not going to be we're way far away from self-guided bikes. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Well, so my uh, motorcycle but, is my favorite way to commute. Okay, but so I heard something the other day, and I don't know yeah. if it's, I don't, I'm sure it's true. Yeah. Because I, I hear this off and on, mm-hmm. you know, especially as we head into an election cycle. But someone said they're trying to put a, an, a ballot initiative together to stop, uh, to, to put a halt to um, lane splitting for motorcycles. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of states that don't allow lane splitting. There are very few states that do. California does not allow lane splitting. Yes, it does. No, it does not. Yes, it does. No, it does not. Okay. It absolutely does not. They try to pass a law to allow it, and it failed. What California doesn't allow, uh, doesn't does al- does disallow, allow. is having. Why'd you mo- just use a double negative? Jeez. Because it's because that's the way the law works. The, wor- the it, in other words, lane splitting is not specifically disallowed, which is why you don't you don't get a ticket. There's no ticket for it. You can't get a ticket for it. But there is no lane splitting law in California. But if, if everything's moving in a certain space, it's okay. I can I can move with that. Okay, you're right. So California, yeah. this is bizarre. This it is, is bizarre. The law is bizarre. So yeah. here's what here's what the interweb says. Mm-hmm. California law does not allow or prohibit motorcycles yes. from passing other vehicles proceeding in the same direction within the same lane, a practice often called lane splitting. Yes. That's all the law says. That's all it the law says. It doesn't allow or prohibit. Yes, and here's the, here, and here's the catch. Now, so it's like a this gray is why area. This is why they're trying to get rid of it, uh, or they're trying to make a change to the law, is because it is illegal for two vehicles to occupy a single lane at a time. Yes. So you cannot next to each other. Next to each other. So because you it, could be behind somebody, but yes, yeah. you can be behind somebody, but you can't be in the same lane. So it, by by de facto, it gives motorcycles the right of way. Because they're they're not they're they're a special category of vehicle, so 
so so you can lane split as long as you're moving and you're coming in and and that's another thing people think well they're going they're ripping through and i want to see a law there is no law about how fast you just can't be this i can if traffic is bumper to bumper you're only going five miles an hour i am legally within my right to go 65 miles an hour shooting through that traffic Having said that, it is not very bright, and the Highway Patrol recommends, and I recommend personally, 15 miles an hour. And so... Uh, you mean 15 miles an hour faster than, than the traffic... Than the traffic flow. Right. So now, if the traffic is stopped, you could go 15 right, miles an hour. Right. I, you know, again, it's a relative situation. Uh, if, I'm, if traffic's going 35 miles an hour, I'm, I'm going to go 45, 50 miles an hour. If traffic's going 5 miles an hour, I'm probably still going to do 30 miles an hour. Because the, my only real danger at that level is whether somebody opens a door uh, or, yeah, which happened, has happened actually to a friend. Somebody opened their door and didn't pay attention and launched a friend of mine mm. <laughs> off the bike. So uh, <laughs> there is uh, pending lane splitting legislation, mm-hmm. uh, but it's been postponed till 2016. Yes. Um, uh, it was tabled till 2015, then it was tabled again until 2016. Yeah, because I, I think um, what we're going to see is some significant uh, uh, laws on the freeway because they've got to they've got to regulate them a little bit better. And um, I think you'll see a shore up, and they'll rewrite, and and you'll change that. Now, w- it won't affect m- the way I ride my bike. And so, if we go to self-automated vehicles, uh, I think the mass and the density of a vehicle can be e- uh, of my vehicle. So, so. Here's the interesting part. When I'm on my bike, I'm approximately, with my bike, I, I ride a larger bike. I'm, it's approximately 1,000 pounds. And that actually is very close to a smart car without me in it, but a smart car. So a, a petite young lady like yourself can be driving in a smart car, and you're about, you almost, you're a little more weight than me and my bike. I'm not petite, nor am I small, and my, neither is my bike. So, th- but the, but that would be an easy way to distinguish uh, if the smart cars could pick that up. They're using radar on cars now, forward-facing radar and rear-facing oh. radar. So to sense it, because see, see, here's where here's where it gets kind of gray. If the cars are slowing down and speeding up based on it, and I'm moving, so everything else is controlled and it's moving in a, in a controlled sense, and it it's also because remember part of the data that's being fed to these cars isn't inter- just internal; it's external data and internal data all coming together. Uh, uh, and it goes back to security. I'm going to tie this into security in just a second uh, as this, an aside. But, so you're getting data from outside into the traffic feeding systems, and you're getting v- uh, information from your, your, your vehicle. So you're getting data from two different uh, data points on a self-driving vehicle. How does it legislate when it knows that traffic is moving and that the, all the vehicles are self-regulated? Because I think that's what will eventually happen is they'll say from three to six, you have to be in self-regulated mode. And oh, it's during in, commute in, time. Uh, in, yeah, not, not in, uh, in, in vehicle regulated mode. Yeah, Got during it. commute time. So, so because otherwise people will still skirt the issue and try to okay, but, bounce in and out. Well, okay. So let's let's just say that Elon Musk's permission or um, prediction, prediction is correct. Yes. In six years. Yes. Right. So that's twenty twenty one. Well, the regulations will allow for self driving cars. And just that, that comes true in 2021. All right. Or let's say 2020 because that's the easier number. It's more fun to say 2020. Uh, my mom always says hindsight is 2020. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, my I just, butt has v- 
excellent vision. Yeah, that's not funny. It is kind of funny. No. Yeah. Mm, I don't think Pam was listening. Otherwise, I would ask her. Did you think that was a funny joke, Pam? He just. I just said hindsight is twenty twenty, and Vincent said. My butt has perfect vision. And I said that's not a funny joke. You're a comedian. What do you think? Okay, excellent point. Her response was butts are always funny. Yes, that is true. You can't ever go wrong with a butt joke. Especially in a mostly male audience. Yes. 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 Uh, What was I even talking about? You were talking about Elon Musk. Oh, coming in. okay, so 2020. So Uh in 2020, there's going to be self-driving cars. Yes. All right. First of all, how long will it take until most people are in a self-driving vehicle? Right? Because those will be new cars. Yes. There's cars on the road that are going to be 30, 40, 50 years old, right? So those cars will never be autonomous. Correct. So there will always be a mix of manual or what's the non-autonomous and autonomous cars. So self-driving and human-driven cars. Let's just call it that. That's easier for me to... For a short period of time. Most, I think anything from 2000 on will probably be, you probably be able to self-regulate it. There are at you least mean five. retrofit it to yes, like have some add-on thing that you yes. clamp in or yes, 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 install yes, yes. or whatever? So, so for instance, a lot of the, you know, my vehicle, which gets good gas mileage, is basically a, a, a stick shift vehicle with an automated stick shift. So it's not like an automatic transmission. It doesn't, it doesn't shift in a, in a way, in a, in a specific way. It manually shifts for for um which means it shifts kind of rough sometimes or tr- double I'm shifts. familiar with that yeah so so it's, it's it's already there how far would it be what what is interesting is the easiest way i can see to retrofit these vehicles is through the gps system so that goes back to what we started with the security system you know the number one way for you to get caught caught at what caught at anywhere to for the government or some entity large bureaucratic entity with resources to catch you like a nefarious movie how gps what do you mean the gps always has to know where it is in relation to the sky so it's very accurate when you run gps when you have location services turned on your phone when you have a gps in your vehicle you are tracking yourself and 